You're listening to Paws, Claws and Wet Noses, the vet podcast, celebrating all creatures great and small and the fantabulous professionals who look after them all. I'm your show host, Julie South. Paws, Claws, Wet Noses is powered by Vet Staff, the leading veterinary recruitment agency helping vets find jobs in clinics where they're excited about going to work on Monday mornings vetstaff.co.nz. Welcome to episode 99 of Paws, Claws, Wet Noses. Today we are looking at employee value propositions, also known as EVPs. Your clinic's EVP is the promise it makes to its employees about how they're going to be treated at work. We're going to cover five components of an EVP and six steps to implementing a great EVP at your clinic. Stay tuned to the end where I'll update the new top three vet clinics on the Love Your Vet Nurse competition which finishes in a week so we're up to week five and which exciting guests we have coming up on future shows and we have another winner in this podcast's chocolate tuesday competition for those who sign up to our podcast newsletter last week we looked at four steps a vet clinic must take to create a culture that makes vets want to stay working for them. If you haven't listened to this yet, I recommend that you listen to that before you listen to this episode to give you context. Whether you realize it or not, whether you're an employee or an employer, there's a tacit understanding about how the employer treats its employees. This is beyond the legal requirements of being paid for the work done and the health and safety obligations that employers had. In 2005, Minchington defines an employee value proposition, or EVP, as a set of associations and offerings provided by an organisation in return for the skills, capabilities and experiences an employee brings to the organisation. It's about whether your clinic allows a blind eye to be turned when someone's bullied or a sexist, ageist or even racist comment is made. It's about whether you might experience an eye roll because you're taking your break but no one else does. In addition, your clinic's EVP covers the monetary and non-monetary benefits it provides to its employees. An EVP is 100% one-sided. It's totally about what the employer offers and even promises to its employees. Vet clinics that have strong EVPs will be able to recruit and retain high performers more easily than those clinics that have a non-existent EVP or a weak one. A compelling EVP will answer the question, why should I work at this vet clinic? For those vets and nurses who are considering their next professional move, as well as, why do I work at this clinic for those who are already employed there? Taken further, it enables highly engaged professionals a powerful reason for choosing your vet clinic over the clinic down the road. Powerful EVPs give vet clinic employers the recruitment edge. With long hours, 
high stress through staff shortages and remuneration packages still needing to be upped, finding vets and nurses is becoming tougher for clinics. However, when your clinic can clearly define what your EVP is, you can show your existing vets and nurses, as well as future ones, the many benefits working at your clinic brings. For example, you want to make sure that working at your clinic is attractive to high performers. What's going to make high-performing vets and nurses choose a job at your clinic over the one down the road? Although there's lots of talk about the need to increase pay rates for vets and nurses, it's not always about the money, although it certainly helps. It's about other qualities like work-life balance, development in the clinic, taking ownership of tasks, etc. So, for example, those clinics that share after hours with other clinics and thus spread the load are going to be far more attractive to work at than those that force all the after hours onto their staff. Similarly, clinics that close at five o'clock with maybe one or two late nights a week will be more attractive to those that stay open every night until six or seven. Having a strong and powerful EVP enables prospective employees to determine whether your clinic is right for them. Creating your clinic's EVP is part of employer branding, which I've talked about before, which in turn becomes a sharp recruitment tool. When a clinic's culture has been clearly defined, it helps vets and nurses understand if it's a place they'd fit into or want to stay fitting into. A strong EVP also enhances your clinic's employment opportunities. The more attractive your clinic's package is as a whole, the better. I've said this before, clinics that are prepared to invest in their employer branding will, in time, be able to find their next Dream Team members without posting any vacancies on job boards. EVP is tied into or is tied in with your clinic's vision and mission, which I talked about last week. What does your vet clinic stand for? What does your clinic believe in? How does having high-performing vets and nurses make this happen? What team examples do you have that embody these ideas, philosophies, ethos, objectives? Let's look at the five components that make up an employee value proposition. Remuneration or compensation, if you're listening to this from North America. Not everyone is motivated by money. Yes, sadly, there are some vets who only talk money at job interviews. They don't talk patient care or well-being. Interestingly, I don't know any nurses whose prime motivation is to make a fortune and retire early. Yes, they want to earn more money, but it's not their prime motivation. Remuneration packages can consist of salaries, bonuses, be it team or individual, share option or partnership schemes, career progression, fairness, evaluation system, benefits or perks as they are sometimes called. A pension plan in New Zealand is the clinic's KiwiSaver contribution the 3% mandated or is it more? Health and or life insurance, CPD and study leave, community involvement days that are paid, 
Association membership fees, for example, your vet association or the vet nurse association, coaching, EAP or employee assistant program, career development, do you offer anything and above mandatory CPD? This is a biggie. Most people want to move forward in their lives and careers. So does your clinic support this? Training programs beyond CPD. Promotion paths and opportunities. For multi-clinic practices, the opportunity to work in other locations. For bigger hospitals, it includes the opportunity to work in other departments. Postgraduate study, for example, a Master of Business or a Master of Medicine. Opportunity to undertake research and or development. Evaluation and feedback to develop mentorship and or coaching and leadership training. Clinic environment. Last week I had a coffee with a locum vet whose side hustle was helping clinics develop great systems that made their PMSs sing. The end result, after he'd worked his magic, was less stress and greater efficiency of vets and nurses because they didn't have to hunt things down. I'm hoping to have him on as a guest on Pause Claws Wet Noses coming up. So listen out for that. My fingers are crossed that he'll say yes. So what's your clinic's working environment? When something breaks down, is the underlying ethos to make do until someone gets around to fixing it? Or are there systems and procedures in place to support everyone working to their highest level possible? Employers need to recognise the importance of creating a clinic work environment that makes it easier to work for a clinic, but also one that gives its team a sense of purpose in working there. This ties in with values, which I talked about last week. Engendering a positive clinic environment and experience helps keep vets and nurses engaged and motivated. Clinic environment covers both the tangible and the intangible things, like clinic design, your clinic's geographical location and how easy it is to get to work, work-life balance, well-being, leadership and management interaction, autonomy, personal achievements, individual recognition for doing great work. Clinic culture management consultant Peter Drucker said, Culture eats strategy for breakfast. If your culture sucks, so will everything else in your clinic. You'll end up with a team of bullies, disengaged people collecting paychecks each fortnight, things breaking down because they're not looked after, lots of waste, which isn't good for clinic viability or the environment. Your clinic's culture is the kingpin, the main or the large bolt in a central position. It either keeps everything staying stuck in one position or it allows your clinic to grow from strength to strength. Clinic culture covers and includes your clinic's values, diversity, respect and trust, support, your existing team, rest, recreation and socialising opportunities, collegiality, collaboration and team spirit. Now that you've got an idea of what an EVP is and why it's important to have a powerful one, how do you actually go about creating and or integrating an EVP for your clinic? 
Firstly, it needs to be taken seriously and led from the top. If your clinic's leadership team doesn't believe in the importance of having a clearly defined values and an EVP, you'll end up with a case of do as I say, not as I do. Having an EVP should be considered as being a point of strategic value for your clinic. It's about your clinic's unique brand, vision, and a way to retain and recruit high-performing veterinary professionals. It'll allow your clinic to grow and hit its financial goals. Even though I've said the leadership team needs to buy into developing EVP, it doesn't have to be the one to kick it off. Anyone can start the ball rolling, but buy-in from the top is essential. Here are six steps to go through in EVP development and implementation. Number one, you have to identify what your clinic currently offers. You need to have a starting point and knowing what your clinic's brand currently is and what it stands for is it. Look at what you have in place already and don't have in place. For example, do you offer a great salary package, but it revolves around doing crazy after hours or being constantly on the run with 10 or even 15 minute consults? Go back through the list I mentioned earlier. It's not exhaustive. Add to it if you want. After all, it is your clinic's EVP. The key thing is to remember to be objective when assessing what's on offer at your clinic. Get feedback from employees past and present. Being objective includes reaching out to current and past employees for their feedback. How do they or did they perceive working at your clinic? What does your clinic offer or not offer? You can do this through internal focus groups, surveys and exit interviews. I've mentioned this before, but anonymity and neutrality is critical. We can help you with these surveys. So if you want that, please get in touch with me, julie at vetstaff.co.nz. Keep in mind you need to ask good questions. Some need to be open-ended and some closed. Questions you can ask include... Why do you like working here? What motivates you at work to engage more? What improvements would you like to see? What kind of support do you expect from the clinic to help you achieve your personal and development goals? Invite those whom you want more of for feedback. Your high performers will be able to help you identify what motivates them and thus other people more like them to be on your team. Number three, identify and define the key points to include in your EVP. When you've got the information in, what common themes stand out? Do your findings give you a case of the warm fuzzies or are you somewhat shocked and or surprised? Perhaps your clinic's values need to be addressed ahead of developing your clinic's EVP. If you construct an EVP that's untrue, you'll certainly attract the type of vets and nurses you want, but you won't be able to keep them. You won't be able to retain them. So if the insights you get indicate more work is re required, probably on your clinic's values, do that first. Otherwise, you'll be wasting your time. Number four, draft your EVP. 
When you've discovered what it is that your clinic offers according to the people who work there, not the people who do the hiring, you can spend time drafting your clinic's EVP. Draft something that's clear, unique and inspirational. If you want to attract high performers from your recruitment campaigns, it needs to be something that will light them up. Keep in mind you'll need to align two distinct points, what your clinic actually offers versus what your ideal dream team member wants. If you draw a simple two-circle Venn diagram, one circle of what you offer, the other of what people want, the overlap in the middle is your EVP. Check it out with your team. This is number four. After you've got your draft EVP, check it out. Invite everyone you asked in the first place, current and former staff members, to comment on it. Does it inspire them? Is it accurate? What needs to change, if anything? What feedback do they have for you? You need to rinse and repeat the step until you get it right. Number five, start using it. Start spreading the word. It's pointless going to all this effort only to have your clinic's EVP stuck in someone's digital filing system that never sees the light of day. Or it only comes out when you place a job advertisement if someone remembers your clinic has an EVP somewhere. Start including it as part of your clinic's employer brand marketing because it is part of your clinic's employer brand. In an ideal world, you want your entire team talking about your clinic's EVP whenever the opportunity comes up to talk about working at your clinic. If you need help with this, please get in touch because we can help you. Just like your clinic's values from last week, you want this to be on everyone's lips when someone asks what it's like to work at your vet clinic. And finally, number six, you need to test, measure and reevaluate your EVP. It's okay to think you've got a great EVP, but you need to know whether it hit the mark, hits the mark. The only way to do you can do this is by measuring outcomes. I know this is hard right now in such a tight veterinary job market, but look at the quality of job applicants that come in when you advertise your vacancies. Are you receiving applications from your potential dream team members? Has engagement on your social media channels increased? Has your churn, your staff turnover, decreased? Are you getting inquiries from high performers even though you're not actively advertising? Revisit your EVP annually to make sure it's still true for your clinic and that it's getting the results you want. Righty, so let's have a quick recap because we've covered a lot today. The five components of an EVP are remuneration, benefits, career development, clinic environment and clinic culture. And the six steps to formulating your clinic's EVP are determine what your current what your clinic currently offers. Get feedback from employees past and present. Number three, identify what your clinic offers, what your team wants, and where they overlap. That point of intersection. Number four, draft your EVP. Get feedback from past and present employees. Number five, start using it. Number six, test, measure, and re-evaluate. 
I'm super excited to have Dr. Francesca Brown back on the show in episode 100 next week. She'll be sharing more of her latest research. If you sat in on any of Dr. Francesca's sections at conference this year, you'll know she always shares information that will help clinics grow their businesses. And upcoming further A further guest is Dr. Paul Unsworth. He's a very experienced companion animal veterinarian and shares what he's noticed and or learnt over his decades of being a clinician, the changes and surprises of veterinary medicine. And also coming up, we have Dr. Jane O, companion animal veterinarian at South Wairarapa Veterinary Services and freshly appointed inaugural climate change ambassador of the New Zealand Veterinary Association. So make sure you click that follow button wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts to make sure you never miss a show. It's free to follow and means it'll automatically be delivered straight into your podcast listening feed. Chocolate Tuesday. This winner is this week's winner is vet nurse Christy Dudley of Bucklands Beach Veterinary Clinic. Congratulations, Christy. We'll be well organized to get a Coco Lovers Assortment Gift Pack, a Whitaker's Coco Lovers Assortment Gift Pack delivered to you this week. If you want to go into the draw to win a Whitaker's gift pack, just sign up for our newsletter, which you'll find at the bottom of this episode's show notes. And you can find the page at vetstaff.co.nz. Scroll right to the bottom of the homepage. All the episodes are there. Now let's look at at how the leaderboard has changed yet again in the Love Your Vet Nurse competition. We're running in honour of Vet Nurse Awareness Week 2022. If you haven't entered your clinic yet, there's still time, one week. Head on over to vetstaff.co.nz and visit the surveys and comps page. It is 100% free. Up for grabs are five free lunches. They're all lucky dips, and yes, there is such a thing as a as a free lunch. The most loved up vet teams this week. We're in week five of the leaderboard. The competition, as I just said, closes at the end of the month, so there's still time to enter if you haven't already done so, because the free lunches are all lucky dips, so anyone can win. A quick reminder of what the leaderboard looked like last week. We had in first place companion vets from Hamilton at number one, followed closely by Hamilton Small Animal Vet Centre in second. Then we had Te Araha Veterinary Services and Levin and Horafenua Vets level pegging in third. This week, there are five clinics that are streets ahead of all the other entries. And I wanted to share four and five as well because I think they deserve mention. In fifth place, we have the Animal Referral Centre in Auckland. On fourth place is Levin and Horafenua Vets. So they have gone from third equal to fourth. 
And in third place this week... We have Te Araha Veterinary Services. Congratulations, team. In second place this week. Maintaining their place in second is Hamilton Small Animal Vets. And in first place, we have... Also maintaining their first place ranking is Companion Vets, also from Hamilton. Congratulations to all clinics who have participated. I'm expecting entries this week to cross the 500 mark, which is huge. It's exciting. It's great. It's, it's really neat to see. So thank you to everybody who has entered and to everybody who's asked their client to enter as well. Thank you. And thank you for spending the last half an hour of your life with me. I truly do appreciate your time and ears. This is Julie South signing off, inviting you to go out there and be the absolute the most absolute fantabulous version of you that you can be. Kakiti anu, kia kaha, God bless.